you take your Bibles this morning and turn the book of Hosea, chapter 1. Hosea, chapter 1. And while you're turning there, uh, one of our online members, uh, the St. John, sent in their tithes this morning. And when I opened it up, they had a picture from Marley that she drew. And it says, Jesus on the cross. And so I'll put her artwork, Molly, Marley, I'm putting your artwork right here this morning. So anyone who comes up there can see it. Yeah, Marley Warley. Hosea chapter 1, verse 2. The title of the message this morning is A Nation of Whoredoms. A Nation of Whoredoms. Hosea chapter 1, verse 2. Last week we learned that God has something to say about a land that turns their back on Him. God has something to say to faithful believers who remain true to Him while living in a godless nation, living among godless people. This morning, by God's grace, we're going to begin to hear what God actually has to say about it. For this is, look if you would now, in verse 2, the beginning of the word of the Lord by Hosea. The beginning of the word of the Lord by Hosea. That's how the the chapter starts off. I heard a country and western singer the other day. I wouldn't listen to country radio. I just listened to an interview that they did with him. Tammy and I were... And the country and western singer said that writing a country and western song was similar to how the Bible was written. And I immediately said to Tammy, he doesn't know much about the Bible. (laughs) The Bible does not contain what man says, nor does it care what man thinks. I'll say it again, the Bible doesn't contain what man says, nor does it care what man thinks. The Bible is the one resource that we can go to on earth and hear what God has to say about what's happening down here. This is not the word of Hosea about the Lord. It is the word of the Lord by Hosea. We are reading God's words spoken by Hosea's mouth, written by Hosea's hand. In his humanity, when Jesus was here, Jesus spoke as a prophet. And speaking by the Holy Spirit of God, Jesus said in the Gospel of John, chapter 7, verse 16, Jesus said, my doctrine is not mine, but his that sent me. Isn't that something? Even Jesus, in his manhood, Jesus being God, but man as well. Even Jesus in his manhood said, My doctrine is not mine, but his that sent me. We did not receive the Bible by the imagination of men, but by the inspiration of God. The Bible is not our words written in God's name. It is God's words written in our language. Addressing our needs. Telling us about our circumstances. And addressing our sins as well. 
So as we continue further in this book of Hosea, we need to read it for all it's worth. We need to understand that it is God speaking to us from heaven about the events here on earth. It is God addressing the times that we are living in today, that the sins that we are guilty of, the dangers that we face, and praise God the promises that we can hold on to. The Bible says, look now if you would, in verse 2, And the Lord said to Hosea, Go take unto thee a wife of whoredoms. It's kind of enough to make you stop and scratch your head right there, isn't it? <laughs> I mean, the book starts off with a bang, doesn't it? <laughs> God tells Hosea, go take a wife that's a whore. Take you a wife of whoredoms. What a shocking commandment for God to give one of his prophets. How many of y'all, when you read that for the first time, thought to yourself, what? Yeah. What? What is this all about? It's shocking. Why would God want a holy prophet to be joined to an harlot? Why would he want Hosea to take a wife of whoredoms? But the better question is, why would the most holy God want to be joined with us? Isn't it funny that when it comes to the holiness of God, we think very little of God loving us and wanting to be with us forever. But when it comes to one of God's prophets, we're shocked that he would enter into a relationship with a woman that's a sinner like him. The book of Hosea is given to make us think. The commandment that God gave Hosea is given to make us stop and think. To cause us to see Hosea and this woman as we are. To realize that it's actually a picture of God and us. You see? It's given to wake us up. And to make us realize that we are people of whoredoms. That our land... Yes, the United States of America is the land that's defiled. And that God is the one who has lovingly, patiently, and yes, shockingly sought us out. That he might be joined to us in holy matrimony through the gospel. God told Hosea to take a wife of whoredoms. Look back in your text. And children... Of whoredoms. Now, if you have a pen, underscore the word wife. Then underscore the word children. So Hosea was to take a wife of whoredoms and children of whoredoms. Meaning God wanted Hosea to have children with the woman that he would marry. The woman of whoredoms. So this would not be a token marriage. But an actual, genuine marriage between a man and a woman. A marriage to a woman that Hosea genuinely loved. That brought forth children that he genuinely loved. Why? Because genuinely God loves us. 
God, Hosea, God told Hosea to take a wife of whoredom and children of whoredoms. Look back in your text. For the land, underscore the land, the land hath committed great whoredoms. Underscore the word land. Now I want you to watch the correlation here. God, Hosea, God told Hosea, excuse me, I'm working on very little sleep. <laughs> Driving all the way back from Ohio the other day and I drove all night long. So just didn't want to stop and get a hotel. I want to get home. God told Hosea to take a wife of whoredoms for the land had committed whoredom. You see the correlation there? So who does the woman represent? She represents the land. Take a wife of whoredoms because the land has committed whoredoms. So Hosea here in the book of Hosea, he represents the Lord. He represents God. Okay? And Hosea's wife that he's going to take, she represents the land, the nation of Israel. She represents the land, the United States of America. And Hosea represents God. Because God wrote this, the Bible says, for our admonition upon whom the ends of the world has come. The Bible says the Old Testament was not written for their sakes alone, but for our sakes also. As you're reading this, and if you're in another country, we have other people. We have people in the Philippines who watch. We have people in different countries who watch. If you're reading this, this represents Abigail, the Philippines. Almost every Sunday, Abigail will say, watching from Negros, uh, Negros Occidental Philippines. It represents God in your land. And for us, it represents God in ours. And the children of the woman represent the people of the land. Make sense? Fall into place? The children of the woman represent the people of the land and the various circumstances that they would go through as a result of God dealing with the land of Israel. This book, the book of Hosea, Hosea's life and his relationship with this woman and the children they had it's a living allegory. It's real flesh and blood people whose lives and circumstances represent the real problems with the nation of Israel. The real sins they committed and the real responses that God would have toward them. How God would deal with them as a people. You see, God was making Hosea and his family a spectacle. When we read this and we see God saying, go take you a wife of whoredoms. What would you all think if Franklin Graham, Billy Graham's son. What would you all think if Franklin Graham were to go out and get him a prostitute and start having children with her? You think all the nation would be talking? You better believe they'd be talking. And God wanted them talking here too. He wanted to make Hosea and his wife a spectacle to the people of Israel. He made them something for the people to gaze at, to think about, to talk about. And as they considered the happenings of Hosea's wife and Hosea's children over the years, because it takes years to have kids, right? This would go on for years. The message would continue to the people of Israel. And as they considered the happenings of Hosea's wife and children... 
they should consider the happenings of God's promised land and the people he brought there. They were the children of whoredoms. The land was the wife. Now, how did the land, the nation of Israel, commit great whoredom? So, Brother Richard, how did the United States, how are we a nation of whoredoms? How do we commit whoredoms? Are you trying to say that uh, prostitution is running rampant here in the United States? No, I'm not. There's plenty of it, but no, that's not what I'm saying. That's not what was happening in Israel uh, in regards to this book either. But as in many other places in the Bible, this living prophecy likens God's relationship to the nation of Israel, to that of a man and his wife. You know what God calls the church? What the Bible calls church? That's right, the bride of Christ, Christ's wife. And God uses that analogy of a man and his wife to help us understand the depth of love that he has for us and the close, permanent union that he has for the people he loves, you and me. As a wife faithfully loves her husband, so the nation of Israel and the church, right, should faithfully love her God. And to have no other gods before him. To have, as a, as a woman, should have no other husband beside her husband. So the nation of Israel should have had no other God besides her God. The church should have no other Savior besides Jesus. No other God besides the great Creator. Make sense? And as men and women, we can certainly understand the analogy, can't we? We don't want our wife cheating on us men. We don't want, uh, or y'all don't want your husbands cheating on you, ladies. We want them to love us and to be faithful to us forever. Well, that's the way God is with us. We should only have one spouse. We should only have one God. And we should be faithful forever. The good thing is God's always faithful to us. And Hosea was always going to be faithful to his wife. But not her. She wouldn't always be faithful to him. We'll get into that later. The nation of Israel had lost its love for God. The nation of Israel had gone after other lovers, meaning they went after false gods, other gods, to serve them instead of their one true God. That's what it meant to commit whoredoms. Make sense? But God said the land, uh, again, had committed whoredoms. And a, a whore doesn't care about her lovers, right? A prostitute doesn't care about the people she sleeps with. She just did it for the money. Who does a prostitute care about? That's it. Herself. There's no love there. She cares about herself. She only cares about what she can get from her lovers. A whore gets paid to give false love. A whore gets paid to pretend to love, to pretend to be faithful to the person paying her. But the whole time she's only being faithful to herself, she's just serving the false God of her own lusts, her own desires, the money she serves to get. The lusts of her flesh offer her the pleasures of sin for a season. That's the way it is with the nation of Israel. 
She served false gods because they offered her the pleasures of sin for a season that God would not offer her. Suppose you have a, a woman that's married to a man. He's got money in the savings account. He's got a good life insurance plan for his wife. He works hard five days a week. They take a vacation two weeks out of the year. He's faithful dad to the kids. And the wife wants more. She wants to run around and spend money all the time. She wants to have a good time all the time. She thinks the husband should work less and spend more. And finally she gets her eyes on some guy, Mr. Moneybags. He's going to take her out on cruises, Brother Doug. He's going to take her to the Bahamas. He's going to take her to Alaska. And he's all fun and games. So she leaves her husband. And she goes out with him. Because he's going to buy her nice clothes, nice ring, nice car, promise her the world and all this stuff. She leaves her husband. Breaks his heart. Runs off with Mr. Moneybags. And then Mr. Moneybag runs out of money. The pleasures of sin for a season. That's the analogy that we're looking at here with the book of Hosea. Except instead of another man, it's another God. What kind of man did she go after? Mr. Moneybags. The man who would give her what she wanted. What she thought she really needed. And what kind of gods is the nation of Israel going after in this book? The ones that give to her what she wants. That allow her to break God's law. Giving her a more liberal law. And that's what the land of the United States does as well. Because the Ten Commandments, they just, they're too restrictive. All of that, a man has to be a real man and a woman has to be a real woman stuff. Oh, we can't have that. We need our drag queens. Let's go after something besides the God of Israel. Besides the God of the Bible. Let's put our devotions toward that. And for a season... They're getting what they want. But one day the fun's going to run out, folks. Judgment day is going to come. Reality is going to hit like with Mr. Moneybags. She's serving the false god of her own lust. That's what America's doing. Because um, uh, the, the, her lusts give her the pleasures of sin for a season. They bid her, they bid the United States and the Philippines or wherever to forsake the commandments of the Lord that she might receive the pleasure and the praise of this world. So how did the land commit whoredoms? The same way that our land is committing whoredoms today. They did so by, look back in your text, departing from the Lord. You see that? That's how the whoredoms took place. Israel departed from the Lord. The nation that is supposed to be one nation under God has departed from the Lord. The nation that's supposed to have liberty and justice for all is getting less liberty and justice for a few, if it's justice at all. How do we depart from the Lord? We took prayer out of school when I was in school. That's when prayer came out. I lived through it. Y'all, most of y'all, a lot of y'all lived through it. 
Madame Murray O'Hare, something like that, sued, and these wicked men in black robes agreed with her and took prayer out of school. We turn from God. Said, you have to have separation of church and state. We, we, we can't have God in anymore. I remember when Judge Roy Moore uh, tried to defend the Ten Commandments placed outside the Supreme Court of his state. And the governor at first said he would call out the National Guard to protect them. Well, that fell apart. They eventually got him gone. Departing from the Lord. That's what happened. You see how fresh and real the book of Hosea is to our land today? As a woman departs from her husband to go shack up with another man. That's how the land then and the land now has departed from the Lord. And the word that uh, of God is addressing our nation today. Folks, I'll tell you what we need. We need to turn back to God. The book of Hosea is meant to get us to look at God like we would look at that man. Do you know the, one, the woman who left Mr. Her, her faithful husband to go after Mr. Moneybags? Do you, you realize that's a real story that happens every day in the United States? It's a real story. It's tragic. Kids' hearts are broken. The husband's heart is broken. The woman runs off with Mr. Moneybags, and there they are. And you know a lot of times what the man will do? He'll want his wife back anyway. Why? He still loves her. In spite of her sin, he still wants her. You know what the book of Hosea is for? It's to show us, hey, Brother Doug, this is, this is where you are. You've left me. America, you've left me. You've been playing the harlot. You've been chasing after the gods of your own lusts. You've been dabbling in witchcraft and paganism. Do you realize that this weekend in Tyler, Texas, they had a satanic, what, what, do, you, what do you call that, uh, festival? In downtown Tyler, Texas, where I work. A satanic festival. They called it a pagan fest. Why? That would have never happened when I grew up. Because the nation has departed from the Lord to serve other gods. You say, well, I would never worship the devil. If you're following what the devil is offering, you are worshiping the devil. The serpent didn't come into the Garden of Eden. You look at Eve and say, boo, I'm the devil. Worship me. Eve never thought about that. But you know what she did? She followed what the devil said instead of what God said. She departed from the Lord to serve a false god. And when God slew those animals instead of Adam and Eve and he clothed them with those skins, you know what he was saying? You played the harlot on me. You went out and you served a false god. You cheated on me. But I still love you. And when he killed those animals that represented his son, he was showing them, I love you even 
this much. I would give my life for you to get you back safely to me. As we go through Hosea, it's a love letter from a broken-hearted God to a nation and its people who have left Him. So God willing, we'll come back next Sunday and we'll see what God has to say to the woman who left Him. Let's close with prayer. Where are you at with God today? Have you departed from the Lord? Have you been playing the harlot? God loves you. And He wants you back. Father, Lord, we come to you today and we love you so much, Father. And I pray, dear Lord God, you'll let these words sink down deep into our hearts today. We thank you, Father, for the incredible, graphic illustration you gave us in the book of Hosea. To show us just how much you love us. Just how much you care. Just how much you're willing to put up with. To get us back. But Lord, we'll also see in the book of Hosea. That there is a line. That you won't cross. We've got to come back to you. Because you'll never come down to our level. You raise us up through the gospel of Christ. You never compromise your word. We must return back to you. And we pray, Father, for the repentance of our nation, for the repentance of our people, and that we will begin to take our God serious again before it's too late, before damage is done that cannot be reversed. We pray it in Jesus' wonderful name. Amen.